Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. This week's episode, we have a pediatric dentist here in the studio with me. Her name is Dr. Anita Gori, and she specializes, like I said, in pediatrics. And so we're going to be talking about some really cool things, um, some questions that maybe parents with younger kids may have about their first dentist visit, maybe what to do when they see teeth falling out. So we're going to be kind of addressing some of those questions that you may have and maybe not even think about. So she's here with me today. Welcome, Dr. Anita. Thank you for having me. Of course. So tell us, you know, a little bit what you do, your background, and why you love pediatric dentistry so much. Sure. I have been pediatric dentist here in Lafayette for over 10 years now. I went into dentistry, my parents were in the health field, and I started shadowing a dentist early on, ended up loving it. So I went to dental school and found that I really liked working with kids the most. So I did an additional two-year training at Children's Hospital in Washington, D.C. after leaving LSU School of Dentistry to complete my pediatric training, and then I came back down here to practice. Awesome. So how does it feel to be back home? Oh, we love it. I I love D.C., but Mm -hmm. I knew... I wanted to be back home. Right. I feel like everyone kind of just guides himself to come back home eventually. Yes. (laughs) So I have a couple of questions here that I wanted to ask. I know actually in my personal life, I've dealt with a lot of dentistry work. Even as a kid, I remember visiting the dentist as young as since I was in kindergarten, you know, getting my teeth cleaned. And it was always something that was fearful. I I didn't want to go and I was just scared and I, I just felt uncomfortable with people in my teeth and in my mouth. And so new parents may experience their kids teething and the frustration and they just simply don't know what to do and where to go. And so when should new parents bring their child for their first dentist appointment? Glad you asked that. The American Academy of Pediatrics and Pediatric Dentistry both recommend establishing a dental home for your child no later than age one. Okay. We say basically by the time the first tooth comes in or their first birthday, whichever one comes first. And a lot of people think this is way too early, but believe it or not, there are many times when we see conditions in a baby's mouth that need early attention that we're so glad we saw them early. And even if we don't see anything wrong, it's always good to establish routine oral care early on the same way, the same way you have a pediatrician mm-hmm. from birth. Um, And at the first visit, you know, we go over proper oral hygiene and do a thorough exam and we'll even do a cleaning if, you know, there's there's even two teeth. We'll Mm -hmm. do cleaning. Uh, And uh, and believe it or not, a large majority of parents we see do not realize they should be brushing a certain way as soon as they come in. And they don't realize what type of toothpaste to use, how to brush, what their child should and shouldn't be eating or drinking. For example, it isn't just avoidance of candy that prevents decay. 
We live in a sugar-filled society where nearly every snack and drink we consume has some form of sugar in it, but it's marketed as a healthy drink. Mm -hmm. So proper identification and limitation of these items can be very beneficial to your child early on. Pediatric dentistry focuses a lot on prevention, so a lot of times just a simple counseling on proper oral hygiene and dietary habits go a very long way in establishing healthy habits and disease-free mouths for lives, for life. Um, I have plenty of teenage patients who tell me they've never had a cavity because they learned very early mm-hmm. how to care for their teeth. And then sometimes every now and then you'll find certain anomalies that really it's so helpful if you catch it early, such as early childhood cavities, neonatal teeth. You can actually be born with teeth sometimes, enamel defects, soft tissue lesions, and even tongue and lip ties that are interfering with proper feeding and even some craniofacial defects. So it's always good to start early. To start early, yeah. Mm-hmm. Better safe than sorry. I feel like starting early will is preventive. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And what should parents expect at their first visit? Well, like I said, we do a thorough exam, cleaning, counseling, and something we call anticipatory guidance, which we kind of assess everybody's background, genetic predispositions, proneness to cavities or certain oral conditions, and tailor make a kind of regimen that, you know, this is what we could do for your child that's healthier on in life. Mm -hmm. This is what you should expect based on what we see, and we'll monitor their growth and development and everything every six months, and that way we can really customize care in the best way. Now, what do you recommend for kids as young as one years or younger? Mm -hmm. Um, What do you suggest them in terms of what type of toothpaste to use? Because I know there's a Mm -hmm. bunch on the market that market to kids and there's, you know, uh, so what's safe and what's not safe? So basically I get that question all the time because it is, there's so many choices. The majority of the Lafayette, the Cadiana area does not have fluoride in the water. There are some pockets that do, but for the most part, it's not in the water to the level that is therapeutic and beneficial for the teeth. So we actually do recommend you start your child on a fluoridated toothpaste, a toothpaste containing fluoride. And any flavor or brand is okay because they're okay. pretty much all the same in, in essence. And there are some more healthy brands I like that have less additives and things like that. But for the most part, we do recommend the fluoride because even if they swallow the toothpaste, that's okay because they're not getting the systemic fluoride through the tap water. But we do ask that you make sure you don't put any more than a grain of rice size amount on the toothpaste. You don't want to put too much on the toothpaste, mm-hmm. on the toothbrush rather. Um, so... So it's okay if they swallow that tiny amount every time. Okay, so Mm -hmm. does that amount change as the child gets older? Correct. When they're more like toddler, like three or four, you can do a pea-sized amount. Mm -hmm. And then when they're, you know, older kids, like eight, nine, ten, and and onwards, you can put the regular little smear on the toothpaste, fill fill the bristles, rather. Okay. And I know you had touched a little bit earlier on dietary effects on your teeth. Should parents worry about, you know, giving them too much juice? Mm -hmm. Like I know, of course, juice has sugar Mm -hmm. in it. What are some things that maybe parents can stay away from? Sure. Um, We recommend on a daily basis that kids should really just be having lots of water and then plain milk during the day is okay too. But pretty much every other drink has a high content of sugar in it. Even if you buy the all natural, organic, no sugar added kind of juice, that's because there's plenty of sugar naturally in fruit juice that you don't need any added sugar in. A lot of times my my daily frequent juice drinkers, those are the ones I see with a lot of cavities. And it's marketed as healthy, sure, but once you squeeze the fruit juice out of the fruit, 
the healthy part gets thrown away. You just mm-hmm. got the sugar water left. There's not a whole lot of vitamins and nutrients in juice, fruit juice, believe it or not. We'd actually prefer you eat whole fruit mm-hmm. and let fruit juice, certainly it's okay to have a little bit here and there, just limited, but the daily, the frequency of the drinking the, of the juice. And mm-hmm. same thing goes with sports drinks. All my athletes every day after football practice, they're drinking Gatorade and they have cavities on every surface of every tooth mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, there's plenty of healthy options out there like water that has electrolytes in it. So you're still getting the electrolytes, but you don't have to have all that sugar that the Gatorade has. So, you know, um, and then of course, soda, acid plus sugar, definitely want to limit that as well. What about at night? So I know some parents, they don't like to give their child milk at night, Mm -hmm. especially when going to bed. Does that have an effect on cavities and health in your teeth? Unfortunately, it does. Believe it or not, you know, the lactose and the, the natural sugars that exist in milk can cause cavities if they're left on the teeth all night long because at night you don't salivate. So nothing is going to clean all that residue off of your teeth. And so a lot of times we'll see babies and young children who go to bed with a sippy cup or a bottle full of milk or juice have what is essentially called baby bottle decay because that milk is just sitting on their teeth. So we always, and we know it's it's a comfort thing. They want that belly full mm-hmm. of milk to soothe them to sleep. And we understand that but you got to make sure you get in there and brush afterwards. Even if they've fallen asleep, just get in there with a toothbrush and scrub those teeth, you know? Right, and you mentioned um, it's soothing for them. So I know another form of soothing for babies or infants is the binky. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the binky. Sure. How does the binky affect teeth? Basically, when you're an infant, a baby, it doesn't affect it much. By all means, give your child a pacifier. But around the age, it depends. Everybody grows and develops at different rates. But anywhere from 12 months to 24 months, that's an age of rapid growth in general. And prolonged sucking all throughout the day and night on a pacifier can have effects on the teeth in terms of the positioning of the teeth. Prolonged or frequent sucking motions by the facial muscles can cause narrowing of the palate and push your front teeth outwards, making them more prone to injury. Additionally, the frequent presence of a pacifier causes separation between the upper and lower teeth where they don't overlap when you bite down and smile. So this can lead to an adverse speech problem or tongue thrusting. So obviously we want you to give your child a pacifier. We don't want to cause untoward anxiety, but we do recommend slowly limiting the frequency once they're past the age of 12 months to 18 Mm -hmm. months and really quitting it altogether, you know, the the more teeth that are rubbed and definitely by the age of 18 months to two years. Right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What age should a parent expect for their child to have all of their baby teeth come in? Typically, it's by anywhere from age two to three. The two-year molars are the last set of molars that you get. Obviously, they come in around age two, Mm -hmm. but they can come in a little later. But yeah, between age two and three, typically. And so this kind of goes into my question, how important are baby teeth and taking care of those? It's a great question. A lot of people think they aren't important to Mm -hmm. fix if they get cavities or anything like that. Not only just for obvious reasons like eating, but actually baby teeth hold space for the permanent teeth and they maintain the shape of your jaws uh, before the permanent teeth come in and development function. They all play a role in that. They can help guide proper speech sounds and chewing movements. 
And then people aren't really aware of when you lose your baby teeth. Everybody remembers losing their front teeth mm -hmm. at yes. age five, six, seven, <laughs> around then. But they forget that you have tons of molars in the back that don't fall out until you're age 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. So you really have to preserve those teeth, you know, because if you lose those early, you can actually lose the space that it was meant to hold for the permanent teeth. And the permanent teeth that are supposed to come in at that age can be blocked out and lead to severe orthodontic problems and crowding and things like that. And then even on the front tooth, let's say the cavity on a front baby tooth, which falls out between ages five or seven, if you don't fix it, people wrongly assume that the cavity just stays as mm -hmm. it is. It's actually wrong. It grows and it can go deeper and deeper, cause pain and infection, which can affect the developing permanent tooth. So, and of course, you know, teeth are just important for a child's smile mm -hmm. and self-esteem and confidence and function. And so when kids do start seeing that they're getting their permanent teeth in and kids are active and they sometimes mm -hmm. are rough playing and unfortunately sometimes a permanent tooth can fall out. Mm -hmm. So w what can parents do in that situation? That's a great question. The most helpful thing you can do if a permanent tooth is knocked out would be to hold it by the crown, which is the part of the tooth you normally see and try to reinsert it back into the socket. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like you said, we're frantic, there's some mm -hmm. bleeding, it's pretty impractical to always do that. So the best thing to do would be to find a cup of milk and store the tooth in the milk and immediately find, call a pediatric dentist or a dentist and get them to reinsert it for you. And even if you don't have milk or you can't get it quickly enough, just, you know, even if the tooth is covered in saliva and your own saliva, that helps kind of preserve it as well as possible until it can be re reinserted. But it is something that has to be done in a timely manner. Make sure you can find a dentist right away to reinsert it. And, and also don't attempt to wash or clean the tooth. There's little cells on the root of the tooth that need to be preserved to help reattach it. Okay, so first, yep. just don't freak out. Just right. find milk. <laughs> right, find milk, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so I do understand that uh, one of your specializations is breastfeeding and latching mm -hmm. um, when it comes to dentistry. So can you kind of talk about that? Absolutely. Um, this is a relatively hot topic these, these days because breastfeeding is just becoming more popular again. And a lot of babies are having trouble latching because we're discovering that this little piece of string under your tongue called a frenum, which attaches your tongue to the floor of your mouth. Sometimes when you're born, it's too short mm -hmm. or too thick or attached in an inappropriate position that restricts the movement of your tongue. And if your tongue cannot elevate or rise up towards your palate, a lot of babies are unable to breastfeed and they have a lot of feeding issues. And even bottle feeding, they're unable to elevate that tongue and make a good seal. So there's a lot of leaking, swallowing of air when you're drinking, a lot of gas, colic, and fussiness. And we're discovering more and more that a simple procedure where we take a laser and release that frontum to allow that tongue to move around more with the appropriate therapy from area professionals such as lactation consultants and oromotor, oromotor therapists can completely change that baby's ability to breastfeed wow. and even bottle feed and then later on even speak better than they would have otherwise mm -hmm. you know tongue ties can affect proper speech sounds. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. We always do a very thorough and proper functional assessment before we do anything. We always recommend that they go to see a therapist and a lactation consultant first before we do anything, because a lot of times 
therapy kind of overcomes the issue or mm -hmm. people will think their baby's tongue-tied and they're not. But I've, I've seen the quality of life a lot of these ch uh, babies and children that I treat be changed um, once this simple procedure is done. And my own child had it. <laughs> oh, wow. But I didn't know back then. She's uh -huh. nine now. Uh -huh. And had I known, we might have been able to have a more successful breastfeeding relationship. So it, was, it became important to me. That's why I got into it. Uh -huh. And now I'm seeing making a lot of difference being able to offer that that's great because i yeah. know how that connection is with mom and baby absolutely and it can be frustrating w when you can't find the answers right and you're supposed to just happen naturally right. you can't figure out what's going on mm -hmm. and your baby's crying and yeah so it's been great so is a non-invasive procedure correct. okay correct you don't have to put your baby to sleep at all it can be done in my office under two minutes little wow. laser yeah mm -hmm. it's it's very very simple procedure that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah it's great so is there anything else you'd like to add I know I like to ask at the end of every episode what's the one thing that you would like parents to take away from this episode or whether mm -hmm. it's about pediatric dentistry absolutely I have to say my number one thing I want to tell parents is to make sure your child sees a dentist early on in life. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen a child that just got to me too late, even though they're only two or three, and that seems like the appropriate time to start. Don't be afraid if your child's going to be scared or, or anything like that, because we have ways of making it not scary. And we have so many times where we identify things that if we catch it early, like we're so happy and think mm -hmm. a lot of things can be addressed and prevented. That's awesome. So, yeah. So yeah. it's always good to take the step forward and take preventative action. Yep. So you won't have to be dealing with so much in the after. Correct. In the after. So Correct. thank you so much, Dr. Anita, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. If parents are, you know, curious to know more about what you do mm -hmm. and especially the, the procedure to help with breastfeeding, Correct. where can they get some more information? Absolutely. Visit our website at lafayettepediatricdentistry.com. Our phone number is 337-981-9242, option number one. We offer a complimentary visit for ages for children ages three and under. We're located on 350 Ducey Road, right next to Woodvale Elementary, across from Reds, and we'd be happy to see you. All right, and are you guys on social media? We sure are. Okay. Please follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram, Lafayette Pediatric Dentistry. All right. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. You guys are so awesome. You guys have made this podcast so much fun to do, and we love providing you guys with good and valuable information. So thank you again, Dr. Anita, for joining me. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, like I say, at every episode. Um, we are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And please follow us on Facebook as well, Parenting in Acadiana.